Hi, this is Nicole Roberts-Jones, and welcome to the Faith, Purpose, Profit, what I like to call the FPP podcast. What I know for sure is that one of life's greatest gifts will meet you when you go after living as the highest and best version of who God created you to be. So here's where I share thought-provoking insight and behind-the-curtain conversations that will activate you into your next level. See, I'm not here for who you already are, but for who you have not yet become. And I want you to get this. One idea from these episodes can make a remarkable difference, not just in your purpose-focused business, but in your life. Also, make sure you join the conversation in our Facebook group. Go to thebrilliancetribe.com. Now grab your pen as we begin today's session of the Faith Purpose Profit Podcast. I am continuing in a series. This is part three of that series where we talked about really my brilliance framework. So quick review, week one, I talked to you about what's love got to do with it. And step one, which is passion. What are you passionate about? Step two of my, of my brilliance framework is what are you proficient in? As last week we talked about batteries are included. So if you've missed any episodes, I want you to go back and go onto my YouTube channel. You can go watch previous episodes of our FPP lives on nrjnetwork.com. Somebody type that in the chat because it's all kind of buttons up here and I'm not messing anything up. Hey, Nikki, uh, FPP uh, excuse me, nrjnetwork.com is where you go, okay? So as we continue in the series, and now we're at part three of the Brains Framework. Part three is, what problem do you solve? Now, our foundational Bible verse for today is, first, well, I'm continuing, I use the same Bible verse in uh, last week's episode, is First Peter 4.10. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. I want you to really take note of to serve others. And let me read it one more time. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully and ministering God's grace in its various forms. The thing that I don't think people realize is when you're starting a business, it's not about you. And that's our topic for tonight, for this episode. It's not about you. And I see so many people make the mistake of making the business about them. I want this. This is what I feel like. I used to be there. It's not about you. So again, as this Bible verse says, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace. So you've got to understand you are a steward of the gift that God has given you and how you use that gift for good is by administering it through God's grace. So you've got to understand that God gifted you with something so special, but he knew exactly how he was going to use you when he put you on this earth. You know, the reason I call it brilliance, thank you, Yolanda, for writing NRJ Network in the chat. The reason I call what I do brilliance, I, I say purpose sometimes, sometimes I say brilliance. See, brilliance is my word for really purpose kind of on fire. I got brilliance from Matthew 5, 16 that says, let your light so shine among men and women that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. So I want you to understand that you were born to shine. Come on, be brilliant. <laughs> and so when you are being the thing that God has called you to do and you're serving others, I call that having the lighthouse effect. So what's a lighthouse do? Now, I had the pleasure of living in New England for 15 years. I now live in the DMV. And, you know, I went to the Martha's Vineyard a few times and I got to actually see some phenomenal, beautiful lighthouses. 
And think about what a lighthouse does. In the dark of the night, when a ship is trying to find its way to shore, it is shining the light so it can find its way. See, what happens when you're standing in the full power of the thing that got put inside of you, inside of you, that's the first two steps, that light in you is shining. And then what happens is people begin to see you as the answer that they need. But there's two pieces that are so important that so many people overlook to this. Okay. So listen, because I can talk all night about this subject. This is the piece that I think so many people fell in business for these first three pieces. Now I'm going to talk profit next week, which is the fourth uh, P, but you need to understand without the first three, you'll never get to, to, to profit. Never. Or you'll make profit once and then all of a sudden it doesn't work. Well, it's not working because you're not doing the thing that God created you to do the way that he created you to do it. You know, there are things, um, there's a saying that I used to hear all the time when I was little that the money is the root of all evil. Well, see, when you're using your powers, your purpose, your gift for the wrong reasons, then it is the root of evil. But we're using your gift for all the right reasons then you should make profit. Again, I'm gonna talk profit next week, but this is so important. So number one, you gotta understand what is the problem you're the solution to. Listen, when you go to the doctor's office, if your doctor does not diagnose you right, the prescription he or she is gonna give you will be wrong. The reason businesses don't work is because the diagnosis is wrong. And sometimes many of you are taking time to even diagnose what's going on with, with the second part I'm gonna talk about, your who. But before I start talking about your who, it's what is it? So important, y'all. I cannot emphasize this enough. Because again, if the diagnosis is wrong, the prescription is going to be wrong. Listen, we know people that we love that have died from look, taking, stuff, taking the wrong prescription and or doing too much of the right prescription like Michael Jackson, like Prince. Need I go on? So this is so important. I know you're saying, Nicole, but I'm not a prescription. Uh, God created you to be a prescription. You are an answer. And so anytime somebody wants to work with you, the one thing they're asking is my favorite radio station, W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? It's not about you. It's about them. And they want to know the predictable results you get them to. That's the same thing the doctor says. And he says, take this prescription and you'll feel better. That's a predictable result. Have a rash, put this cream on this rash and you'll feel better. Listen, I have some melasma coming on my face. When I went to the dermatologist last week, she said, use this and it'll start to go away. It'll take about eight weeks. And then she told me how much to put on, when to put it on, the sunscreen I had to start using because I'm using this cream. So again, the same way that I went to that doctor last week because I'm getting melasma, you know, menopause is no joke. I could do a whole episode of menopause, but that's not my gift. So I'm not. <laughs> it's something I'm going through. <laughs> but... Many of you that are watching me, that is your gift. So my question to you is what is the problem that you are the solution to? And then stop trying to be everything to everybody because what happens is you're nothing to no one. And when you're not clear, I don't care how brilliant you are, your business will fail. The second part, so one is what problem are you the solution to? The second part is for who? Now I'm going to give you the four reasons why not understanding who your ideal client will set you up to fail. Four reasons. Okay. Number one, you're, uh, you, you're attracting the wrong people. Now, listen, let's talk about this in the context of dating. And by the way, I see more people here. So y'all at least say, Hey, why you come in? Right? So listen, if you, if you have this certain type, right? And let me talk about me. So back in the day, I had this whole type 
And actually, I look at any guy, man, I've dated, they all were about the same type. Because I have a type. Most of it is because they like my daddy, right? <laughs> Which what most people do. The point is, if you come bring me somebody that's not that type, uh, uh, near, he's not my type. Like people love Idris Elba. Okay, I can see the sex appeal, not my type. And I know some of y'all may hear some stuff about that. <laughs> but in the same way, you got to know who is ideal because then you're searching for the wrong people and then you're also uh wasting your time which is number two mm -hmm. see when you know who, who your ideal client is you're not wasting your time you're not wasting the resources of your business talking to the wrong people i tell my clients this all the time many people want to go to be a speaker and people tell me i want to be a speaker and i say okay you want to speak about what and they can't answer that means they don't have the first three areas defined in their business because it's a speaking business. And then you're being irresponsible as a speaker if you don't know the solution that you're the answer to because people will need more than that 45-minute speech. You're being irresponsible when you don't start a speaking business so you have an additional way to work with them. Yes, they should pay for it. But ultimately, what you're doing is being the prescription. Do you get that? So we stand on stage for 45 minutes. If you want to be seen, then you are. What's that saying I just said a few minutes ago? Money being the root of all evil? Well, uh, you're feeding into that because it's all about being seen. You're not looking at how you can make a difference in the people that need you. So you get on any stage is a waste of your time and a waste of the time in the people in the seats. Because again, a 45 minute speech is not all that they need. They need more than that for you, from you. And you're being an irresponsible steward of the gift that got put inside of you when you don't show them what that more looks like, right? And by the way, this is the exact reason I'm inviting you to join me. Look, so y'all know I'm on this whole different apparatus. So look, I got to try to find how to get over here to show you my link to be the answer. Let me see if I can do it. My husband's screen is so big, y'all, that I can't even see. What? Oh, now I see all the comments. Hello. Hi, comments. <laughs> this is why I have my two-day intensive called Be the Answer. Listen, I'm more committed to your breakthrough than me looking crazy right now than the fact that I'm in a different studio because my stuff isn't working. I'm more committed to your transformation than the way that my studio is looking right now. And that's real. Because if it was up to me, this would be out. I'd have my background together. Yeah, but I don't have it. But I'm more committed to you. So listen, in these two days, we're going to get you clear on the solution you're the prescription to. Many of you are walking around blind and you don't even know that you don't know your ideal client. Anybody says I serve every woman or you say a whole group of people or you say I motivate or inspire people. You do not know your predictable result. Again, when you speak to everyone, no one hears what they need from you. So you're wasting people's time and you're wasting your gift. Mm -hmm, I said it, you're wasting your gift, right? You're wasting it. And there's so many people that need you, but there's a certain group of people that need you, right? The third thing I want you to get is you don't want to attract every type of client. You know, for a time, can I be honest with y'all? There was a time in my business that I hated coaching. I absolutely hated it. And I realize now, do you know why I hated it? Because I was coaching the wrong people. And now that I'm clear, that the highly skilled professional that wants to start or grow your business alongside your 925, you are my ideal client. Why? Because I teach you how to grow your business in a way, one of them is making money while you sleep. Love it. 
And it's a service-based professional. It's not someone that has a product-based business. I can't help you. I can't. And I'm clear. But before, I was helping people do things like being a startup coach. Now listen, I have no business helping people start up because I don't know if you should be an LLC or S Corp out of my lane. That's an accountant or a lawyer. We have a great lawyer on our team that now helps our clients. That is not me. <laughs> but what I would do, can I tell you the truth? I would Google it if I was on a call with a client and be trying to Google stuff. You have no business Google it. If you don't know if that's not your expertise, you shouldn't be doing it. But I wasn't clear. And because I wasn't clear, I was struggling. My, bro my business was broke and broken. And so was my gift. I wasn't dominating in my lane. I wasn't clear and therefore my revenue wasn't coming in. Now I know I just said money's the root of all evil and you shouldn't do it to make money. But ultimately, if you're going to do more good in the world, you need money to do it. So I, Jesus said, I've come that you have life and have it more abundantly. God wants us to have an abundant life, but we've got to get in alignment with the lane he created us to do it in. And then the fourth reason, just because you aren't targeting someone, that doesn't mean they won't come. Ooh, that's a good one right there. Just because you're not targeting someone doesn't mean that they won't come. Now, listen, I want you to think about what a target looks like. And you've seen a target. It usually has three rings, a middle ring, then there's an outer ring and an outer ring, right? If I gave you a bow and arrow right now, where would you aim? You always aim at the middle. And what happens is, if it, you know, unless you are a great archer, you're not going to hit the middle. You're going to hit maybe the second or the third ring. So people outside of your ideal client will still hear what you need. But when you are laser focused in your language, it's more crystal and clear. Listen, you want to go deep versus wide. That's why I go deep in this whole purpose conversation. But it's bigger than just knowing what your purpose is. I help you start and grow your purpose-focused business for two reasons. So you can live as the highest and best version of who God created you to be. And so that you can create multiple streams of income so that that's your gift back for, for being a good steward of the gift God gave you. Why am I saying that all right? Because I get people listening. I have corporations call me all the time to come do workshops. And do I do them? Yes. Because I can get you in the right seat on the bus. Same gift. But I don't even talk about that. Matter of fact, two of my corporate clients text me today. <laughs> I, you know, I, for years I wasn't working with men. I am now. So welcome fellas. But for years, 98% of my clients are women. So most of my language speaks to women because 98% of my clients are women. I'm clear, but men are welcomed. And this last year, God told me to take all the pink off everyone. He's like, take the pink off. He told me to allow men to feel welcome because men need you too. So you'll notice my language has shifted. I don't say fierce as much. I don't have pink in my branding. But why I'm sharing that with you is without that clarity, I would have never been able to make the shift. Even somebody like Steve Harvey, y'all. Steve Harvey, who started as a comedian, he got really, really known for the one thing and then shifted. So you've got to be known. Your brand stands for one thing. What is that one thing? Who are you the solution to and how do you do it? Those of you that need clarity, that's the exact reason I'm inviting you to come to be the answer. Yolanda says, 1 Timothy 6.10 says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Don't let money be your only motivator. You know, there was a woman on a clubhouse. And those of you that are here with me week after week, I've probably told this story uh, years, probably last year, actually. And she said, you know, I saw this person being successful and this person being successful and this person being su successful. So I started my business in the exact same way and I'm not generating money. How come? Because you're trying to make money instead of, listen, 
You've got to be, you got to be committed to serve and not sell. And in my business, I don't sell anybody. I'm here to serve you. Now I'm gonna make an invitation for you to join me, but I don't believe that's a sell. That's an invitation because I'm here to serve you. My motivation. Now, of course I need to make money because again, when I make money, I can eat, I can pay my bills, but the more money I make, the more people I can serve because I can do things like marketing. I can do things like send my computer into the shop when it's not working. <laughs> right? So you have to know that it's all in you focusing on getting in alignment with your God-given assignment, right? So that's our focus for this week. That's our focus as we have this conversation, really looking at how do we get clear on the answer we are called to be in this world? Who needs you? In what way do they need you? And being really specific on who that is. So to review a a little bit, right? Oh, let me say it this way before I wrap. I heard this perspective in a sermon this last week and I was like, oh, this is deep. You know, you'd never see a bird swimming in the ocean and you will not see a, a fish trying to fly in the air. And for many of you, the reason your business isn't working is because you're a fish trying to fly in the air. When God didn't create you to fly in the air, what did he create you for? And so when you begin to understand that you will swim in the sea that God created for you. Listen, even Adam, the first man, uh, I believe it's Genesis 2, 8 talks about the fact that God created a garden for Adam to dwell in, but there's an arena that God created you to dwell in. Do you know what that arena is? We're going to stop here and take a quick commercial break and we'll be back for more. Hello, highly skilled professional. Yes, I'm talking to you. Whether you have a desire to start a business alongside your nine to five, or you've already started a business and you're ready to make predictable revenue. See, I've created something to support you, and it's called the Brilliance Roadmap Quiz. And guess what? It's free. Learn more about it at brilliancerodemapquiz.com. See, taking this assessment asks you some specific questions that will assess where you are in the journey. And then from there, you'll be invited into a five-part training, again, for free, that will give you the tools you need to move from where you are into the next steps to start or grow your purpose-focused business right now. You ready? Learn more and get started today by going to brilliancerodemapquiz.com. And so literally, we started in part one, as we talked about, it's not about you. As you know, we are digging into the four-part brilliance framework. So this conversation is from part three, which is all about what is a problem you solve. So for the first part of our conversation, I read 1 Peter 4.10, which is each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. And we talked all about what problem are you the solution to? What's in it for me? And we talked about for who and why not having an ideal client will cost you. And it literally will. And so as we dig deeper into that conversation, we started in part one. Today, I'm talking or I want to share from Matthew 20, 26 through 28. Again, Matthew 20, 26 through 28, that says, Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as a son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as ransom for many. 
You know, in business, we focus so much on revenue, on generating sales, on marketing. Today, I want to encourage you to shift your viewpoint to how your gift can and will make a difference, which means you have to renew your mind on how you're thinking of running your business. Again, because it's not about you. See, an effective CEO, or actually, I probably should say a kingdom CEO. <laughs> so you make a difference and you make money while you do it, because money br it brings in money, right? The problem is, in this online social media streets world that we live in, so many people that call themselves coaches or business owners, all they want is to make money. That is why I believe the Bible verse calls money the root of all evil. See, if you're focused on selling, on selling and selling people, instead of serving people, you have your focus all wrong. Again, I say it's not about you. See, making money is about you. How you serve the people that need you is about them. Now, to break this down even further, it's interesting that in the Bible, Paul shared something similar, I think. So this is in a conversation he was having in Corinth. See, false teachers were wreaking havoc on the church. And actually, it was a church that Paul started. <laughs> See, the, the, these deceivers were stirring up division, causing many to resist Paul's authority. So in 2 Corinthians 10, Paul challenged these false teachers and reinforced his ministry. Now, some of you guys are saying, but I don't have a ministry. Oh, hold on. I'm going to talk about that in a minute because we all do. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, as part of Paul's defense, Paul says, this is 2 Corinthians 10, 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now, in this context, pulling down strongholds refers to demolishing walls of resistance in people's minds, particularly how the rebellious Corinthians were thinking about Paul and the nature of his apostleship. So I know you're like, okay, Nicole, and the point, the point in even saying that. <laughs> so in the same vein, I want to challenge each of us this morning. See, I, I hold the space when I do these conversations to demolish any walls of resistance in your mind to how you live and breathe and have your being around what you do. And to challenge you to stop focused on selling, but to focus on serving. Because I'm going to say it again, ultimately, it's not about you. So as we dig deeper into the conversation, we started in part one around the brilliance framework, step three, which is the problem you are the answer to. I wonder if you realize that your business is actually your ministry. Now, listen, the word ministry, of course, has all these definitions in the Bible. And it says things about people in pulpits and stuff like that, you know, people in church. But it also says a person or a thing through which something is accomplished. And then it calls it an instrument. So deep. So instead of focusing on sales, what if we focused on being an instrument? Think about what an instrument is. <laughs> it's a conduit by which we hear some, look, if you're like me, I love me some good music, but I never stopped to really revel in the fact that an instrument, even dare I say these days, a computer, because a lot of people, my husband has a whole studio uh, that many of you guys saw in part one <laughs> that he uses in order to make something so beautiful. What if you were an instrument to create beauty in people's lives or careers or, or in their businesses? So instead of focusing on numbers or focusing on money or, or focusing on marketing, what if you focus on why people need you and how they need you? Allow your gift to be an instrument of change. Allow your business, your programs, your messaging, your branding. Let it be an instrument of change. Let people feel the change that you were created to be or do in this world. 
So as your business, your programs, your messaging, your branding, even your core values, all those things should be aligned with the change you're called to be in this world. Listen, you're not everybody's change. So also stop being selfish. You know, when you're trying to serve everybody, it's like you think you're the only one on on this earth, that nobody else can do it. And you've got to realize there are a group of people that are assigned to you. I remember I was, I always say speaking in church, but I was preaching. In the service, I need to stop. I need to go ahead and claim that I preach sometimes, right? I'll probably preach on these sometimes. But anyway, <clears throat> I'm speaking at church. See, I'm getting, I'm getting all um, choked up talking about it. But anyway, I was preaching in church. And when I stood in the pulpit that morning, I'll never forget, this was in LA. I think it was 2017. And this flew out of my mouth before I realized I was saying it. So I knew it was God because I would have never said this. I said, the time I stood in this pulpit, many of you already knew you were assigned to me. And do you know, I had a group of people, I think it was about five people that followed. And I, I don't sell in church, but people were wanting to sign up to work with me and I wouldn't do it inside church. Do you know people follow me to the parking lot? Now, I'm not saying that to brag, but what I am saying is when you stand in the full power of who you were born to be and you're clear. And stop trying to talk to everybody because when you talk to everybody, nobody hears what they need from you. I can't say that enough. It makes a difference. See, so many avoid having to laser in on who their ideal client is. So this conversation this week is about people and problem because you're not everybody's answer and you're not every answer's solution. I said this in part one, if the diagnosis is wrong, the prescription would never be right. So if you can't diagnose who You are the answer to, and then even once you know who they are, you have to be able to diagnose what their problem is. So let me take it back to being a doctor, okay? So if I go to medical school, sure, I go to general practice, right? And my husband laughs at me because I have a good girlfriend I've known since I was five, and she's a a doctor. And so anytime, I used to call her all the time when something was wrong, and my husband's like, that's that's not her specialty. Like, uh, oh, right? Understand, you have a specialty. And when you aren't functioning in that specialty, you're trying to be everybody's answer, then you end up giving them the wrong prescription. You don't want to be like, have people like Michael Jackson because you gave them the wrong prescription or too much of the wrong thing or too much of the right thing. (laughs) Might be a bad example, but y'all get what I'm saying, right? So what happens is, is out of fear, you avoid getting clear because you're afraid you're going to drive clients away. You don't. The more laser specific you speak, people will all say, oh, can you serve me? And then you get to choose. You know, when you say things like, but I can serve anybody, that's a lie. You could, but the answer, the question really should be, should you be serving anybody? The answer is no. In part one, I told you the story that I got to a place in my business where I hated coaching. And it was because I was serving the wrong people. I'm probably driving people away too because I was speaking vague language, which when you speak vague, it lands on no one's heart. So ultimately, why am I sharing all of this with you as we talk part three? Because it's bigger than you. You getting clear on this is bigger than you because God is waiting for you. God gave you a a specific assignment. Let me end with one of my favorite stories to share. And my clients that are here probably can probably tell the story because I say it so much, right? One of my favorite, favorite stories, it was like I had an epiphany moment in the newspaper as I was reading this. And I, I don't remember why she was in the newspaper because it was like maybe two years ago. But Glenn, Gwen Torrance, Olympic sprinter, <clears throat> 1995, she ran an Olympic track meet. And to make a really long story short, she won. So if you've ever watched any kind of Olympic meet, you know that when they win, first they stop and catch their breath 
because they just ran really fast, right? Once they catch their breath, they did, then take another victory lap and they wave it. And some, sometimes people are throwing flowers at them. They're stopping and getting interviewed by reporters. So while all of that is happening, the judges are watching the replay. And as they watch the replay, they find a discrepancy. See, what happens is Gwen won running in somebody else's lane. And apparently when you do that, it gets you disqualified. And so what many of you don't realize is you are getting disqualified in a lane that God created just for you. See, there's a place that he has for you that will allow you to live abundantly. And I'm not just talking about abundance of money. I'm talking about abundance in health, abundance in, in spirituality, abundance in relationships, abundance in every area of your life. But you've got to get in the lane that God created for you. The question is, will you do the work to do it? So that's the conversation I want to have this morning is how are you really focusing on serving instead of selling? By the way, when you begin to serve, I remember when I started getting really, really clear, people started saying to me, oh, there's something different about you. There's nothing different about me except for I'm clear and uncompromising. I remember I used to shrink, afraid that I would offend people. And there are some people that I offend, right? Because I always say I'm a little bit, of, uh, I'm, 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 I'm a God's girl, but I'm, I also like ratchet music. Don't judge me, <laughs> Right? But I'm unapologetic about it. If you want to be holier than thou on me about that, I'm not your girl, right? But if you can roll with it, you're like, yes, then I'm your girl. See, I'm going to be who I am unapologetically. Last thing I'm going to say is I remember I hired a coach. This was maybe about 10 years ago. <clears throat> and we were at an event and I was speaking with my coach and she goes, why are you being a sister girl? And I looked at her and, and I didn't say anything back because I was shocked that my coach was, that was what you're going to say? You don't have any feedback about anything else that I just taught? And someone next to her said, that's who Nicole is. Do you not know Nicole? <laughs> right? Sometimes you get a little ghetto. Sometimes you get a little bougie. I call it bougetto. And you get both when you're with me. And so you've got to understand, you have to be uncompromising. God did not use a cookie cutter. He made any of us. The question is, are you standing in your lane, serving the people you were created to serve in the way that only you can do it? That's the conversation I want to have today. So if you have questions, thoughts, you, you need support, I want to hear from you. Raise your hand. We'll bring you up on stage. And as we wait for you to come up, let's hear from Yolanda. Good morning, Yolanda. Good morning. My name is Yolanda Churchwell, and I help women entrepreneurs take the hassle out of their hustle so that they can make more money and have more free time. Um... I woke up this morning and I was in the book of Ruth and I started thinking about <clears throat> last night's uh, FPP and you were saying, what do you do and who do you do it for? You need to get very clear on that. And then you need to get committed to that. Um, you can't do something because you said you can't do something because somebody else does it. So you have to figure out what it is that you do and then get committed to it. And so in the book of Ruth, actually, uh, chapter one, verses 16 and 17, that's where Ruth commits herself. And I'm not going to read it because it's kind of long, but that's where Ruth commits herself to Naomi. And she tells her that there's nothing but death that would keep me from going with you. And that's what we have to do. We have to get committed to the gift that God has placed in us. We have to get committed to God for giving it to us. When you have that type of commitment, nothing is going to happen but for you to have a good results. But you can't get that level of commitment without having clarity. Clarity about what you do and who you do it for. Um, so after you get clear, you need to get committed. And then the other thing I was looking at uh, 
as I was reading uh, Ruth was that um, Ruth knew she didn't know it all. And she accepted she didn't know it all. And as a matter of fact, she wasn't even sure what she was supposed to be doing in the first place. She was just going down to the fields. It was Naomi who saw the opportunity and told her how to get that man. So Ruth accepted counsel. And in this case for me, counsel is coaching. And it's actually biblical if you think about it because in Titus 2, it says that the older women will teach the younger women. And that's the same thing with coaching. Someone who's more experienced in what you're doing will be able to show you the way. But in order for you to get counsel, you have to first get clarity and then you have to be committed. And then you accept counsel. And from there, that's where you're going to get results. But I'm gonna I'm I'm leave you with this one thing. You know, every most of y'all should know I'm an accountant by nature. First and foremost, I love numbers. But your goal should never be money. Because first of all, the love of money is the root of all evil. It's not that money is the root of all evil. It's the love of it. You can't love it more than you love God. You can't love it more than you love your gift. You can't, you can't be seeking it. But to make it very practical, money is a number. It's measured in numbers. Numbers are infinite. If money is your goal, you'll always be running. You'll always be chasing something. And I don't know about y'all, but my daddy didn't create me to uh, chase nobody and nothing. So I yield the mic. That's it. So good. So good. You know, the thing I love about the fact you brought up Ruth. Now, I love me some Esther's my favorite girl. I think Ruth is coming a close second. So Ruth says, and I looked this up real quick. So I don't think I just knew this. It's long. So I didn't. I looked it up while Yolanda was sharing. Ruth 16 through 19. I'm not going to read all of it. And I want you to hear what the words and don't start thinking, oh, well, well that's a lot. I won't hear me. She, Ruth says to Naomi. Now, again, Naomi's children have died. Ruth is a Moabite. Now, I'm probably going to say the wrong stuff because this is off my head, right? Anyway, they're two different races, okay? Let me say it like that. So when Ruth marries Naomi's sons, she marries outside of her race, which is illegal back then, okay? So she goes with, with her husband to this country that is his country. So when they die, technically she can go back to her country and be with her people. But what she says to Naomi is, entreat me not to leave you. Or to turn back from following after you, for wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts you and me. If that ain't commitment. So it's been clear that Ruth knows that I'm meant to be in this family. I'm not, I, God pivoted me from where I was into where I am now. And yet I'm clear and uncompromising where I'm meant to be. Now I've looked this up really quick in my commentary and I want you to get this because of Ruth's faithful commitment is why she met Boaz. Now she didn't do it knowing that oh, Boaz is coming. And see, I think many people start businesses. Oh, I'm going to make a whole lot of money. Now. Great. I know we all need to make money to live. The problem with the church, dare I say, is there's two different uh, financial viewpoints. One, people that are greedy and making money for the wrong reason. And then second, people that will serve and struggle. That was me, by the way. And I remember in 2011, after I hired my first coach, I had a whole coaching session on how to make money for my gift. And I felt guilty. I felt guilty for making money for my gift. And here's what God dropped in my spirit. Now I haven't heard God. I can probably count on two hands the number of times I've heard God's audible voice in my life. Now he'll drop stuff in my spirit. That happens all the time. But I heard his audible voice this day. 
and I did think I was a little crazy. This wasn't the first time I heard it. He said, and I quote, surface and struggle should never coexist. Why would I get you to struggle to do it? We've got to be clear, uncompromising, and understand that we are meant to be blessed from our serve. So we've got to stop feeling guilty. We have to be willing to make an invitation to be paid for it, but we've got to not do it for a greedy reason. So good. Thank you for that, Yolanda. Uh, Ms. Renata, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Renata Joy, and I help motivated investors take the money that they've earned and create more revenue. Nicole, as always, this message is good. You know, like what Yolanda was saying about bringing up Ruth. Ruth is one of my favorite persons in the Bible. You have to be just like her, died hard, convicted, where you're supposed to be, unapologetically saying, I'm going to do what the Lord has called me to be and to do. And sometimes that comes with a whole lot that you're not willing to let go. But once you do, God will make sure that favor will chase you down. Um, I went to school for marketing, and one of the things that they taught us was all about sales, sales, sales. Sure, they taught us about serving proposition, but that's not what the emphasis was. So when I started really getting clear with what I was called to do, I had to switch from selling to serving because I understood that my gift was all meant for transformation. But first, I had to change my mindset. I literally had to recondition how I viewed serving my people, my tribe. So instead of chasing numbers, I went after solving problems. How can I really be part of the change that I wanted to contribute to? And when you start pursuing, stop pursuing sales and start pursuing serving position, it be, we'll put it like this. When you're trying to sell, it becomes really exhausting. That's the first thing I can tell you. And once you start serving, it becomes so much easier and lighter and effortless. And your ideal client, believe it or not, they really can hear you because it separates you from all of the sales noise that they're so used to being thrown at them. People can tell when you're trying to sell and when you're genuinely being authentic yourself and you really want to see a change. So I used to feel just like when Nicole was saying, you know, people would reach out to me for information and I was happy. You know, I felt like I was smart. And even though it wasn't even in my wheelhouse, I would Google it and give them the information. But it was definitely vague. It was watered down. It didn't give them any value. There was no implementation, no strategy, just watered down information. I was doing them a disservice as well as myself because I was wasting time doing things that was not in alignment with what I was supposed to be doing. So you have to be clear on who you're supposed to serve. And, and believe it or not, God has handpicked people. So don't try and serve everybody because, first of all, you can't. But once you get clear with who you're supposed to serve, it does become easier. So I just wanted to add that to today's conversation. Love it, love it, love it. You know, no is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to tell people why. If it's not, listen, if it doesn't feel good to you, trust is not going to feel good to them. The other thing I always say to a lot of my clients, and Renata's heard this probably over and over, and Yolanda too, is that all money ain't good money, right? But when you're focused on making money, you're taking everything, especially when you're in a struggle place. Then you're going to take any money that comes. That was me for, for years. Many of you have heard my story that I lived in struggle. I've been doing this 28. It'll be 29 years in September. Every time I say that, I think, how old are you? But anyway, <clears throat> 17 years it took me to get this because I would take any money. That's why I hated coaching at some point. Because if you came to me, yeah, I could do that. Could and should, two different things. Could and called, two different things. So I had to start really functioning in my calling only. And now it feels good. I love my clients. My clients become my girlfriends. Can you not tell? 
you know, when many of them get to come up, like I'm blessed to say that I've served as Yolanda's coach and Renata's coach. I know them as well as I know some of my girlfriends because we have intimate time together because I love my clients. Because I'm intentional. I'm clear. I'm uncompromising. I'm not saying that to brag, but what I am saying is when you get clear on these first three areas we've been talking about in the last three weeks, and the fourth always the one everybody wants, we'll talk about the next week, which is profit. But I cannot say this enough. Profit will come and profit will go. See, energy flows where energy goes. So what I mean by that, anytime you hear me say that, is money is energy. So when your energy is good around your serving, money will flow to you easily. There are calls I get, six-figure, five-figure deals that, listen, I got a six-figure deal offered to me. I turned it down because it wasn't a good fit. And even listening to the person who's offering it, it just felt so sleazy. and blah. It's like, how can you turn on six figures? I turned that down and then got another bigger opportunity. Didn't see it coming. So you've got to trust God is my point. If God made you on purpose with purpose, that has, he was so intentional. Then when you get in alignment with God's assignment for you, baby, right? So I want to thank Renata and Yolanda for coming up. If anybody else wants to share, please raise your hand. We'd love to hear your voice this morning. And listen, you can share or you can ask a question. I'm happy to coach you. You know, many of you that come here week after week, you know that in two weeks, be the answer is two weeks from Saturday. Be the answer event.com two days where I laser in it's right there at the top of our group two days. I'm holding a, a space for an intimate group of people so that we can get you in alignment with your assignment. There's so many places around the edges that people just don't talk about y'all. And I'm saying that because when I hired this coach over here and this coach over there, and I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars just in coaching, probably more like a half million dollars in coaching. And I have to piecemeal, I've had to piecemeal my transformation. I didn't want that to be for anybody else, that experience. So in those two days, I walk you through all the areas that people don't tell you about. Like, here's one. Do you realize only 2% convert? So when you have a business and you're looking to generate revenue, yes, and yes, you got to generate revenue. So I'm talking about it unapologetically because when I generate revenue, I can serve more people. So if I'm looking and I do have goals every quarter for the number of people I will serve, which speaks to revenue. So I have these benchmarks. If I'm going to get to 20 people, I have to serve a thousand people to move that two to 3% forward. Do you get that? But if you're not talking to the right people in the right way and the right spaces and time, you'll never get to that. And then you got to have the right conversation just because you're in front of them doesn't mean they're automatically going to say, yes, you're my coach. So in those two days, listen, one of the exercises I walk you through day one, part two is what I call my secret weapon. It's a way you can allow people to see the gift you are and sell without ever having to sell with ever ha without ever having to make an offer. So good. So with that, I want to invite those of you that are interested and in, I see a hand up. Let me see if I can raise it. Um, those of you that uh, need the coaching, need the support, be the answer event.com is where you go. You see it there at the top of the room. I'm trying to raise your hand first, ladybug. And whatever reason, it's not letting me do it. Hold on. Let me try again. Or maybe I don't or maybe she's left the room and that's why it's not um, coming up because I don't see her anymore. So with that said, y'all, that's our conversation for today. Always blessed and excited to hold the space for you to move into your next level. Listen, those of you that have already started your business, if something isn't working, I guarantee you you're stuck in either the first area I talked about the first week, which is passion, proficiency, problem. Those are the first three areas. One of those is off and we've got to get you 
in alignment. You know, I always use the word alignment. Think about when your car is, is not aligned, when, you, when you're driving your car and you feel like something's off, that's because you need a will alignment. Well, some of y'all need a purpose alignment <laughs> and you're rolling kind of off kilter. So this is my invitation to you to come get aligned. B, the answer event.com is where you come. Good morning, Miss Betty. Good morning. Did you have a question? You want to share something? Yes. Uh, I recently started sewing. The opportunity came. And I really started sewing for a couple of career women. And I know, I don't doubt, I know that God made this possible. My thing is, right now, I am not really clear on how I serve the right people. Um, I haven't been posting a lot on social media because, like you said, this morning it's just so good because it just helped me in so many ways. But uh, when you said everybody is not for me, and I realized that. And also what I want you to uh, speak to me on is how do I truly, truly serve and make a difference in the life of the people that I sew for? So understand everything is an answer everything. Okay. So as I'm saying this to Betty, I'm talking to all of you. Okay. So everything that all of us do is an answer. So my iPhone is an answer. A pen is an answer. Okay. But understand what I coach is service-based, meaning that it's your intellectual property. So Betty, first of all, let me say this. When what you do, you have to be present. You're already capping off how much money you can make. That means that you have to do it. So there are ways that you can teach people to sew or teach people things that are around sewing. So that's the first thing I want you to think about is how can you begin to monetize it in a different way? Second is sewing is an answer. Baby, I got stuff in my closet right now that needs to be hemmed because I need to go on stage. Let me keep it all the way real. And I can't wear some of those outfits because I haven't taken it to the tailor. That's an answer. <laughs> so don't minimize your gift, you guys. It doesn't matter if it's not, you feel like it's not transformational. Oh, you're transforming people's wardrobes. Some people need to learn the spirit of tailoring because they're wearing outfits that don't fit. Because let me say this, keep it all the way real. As black women, now these days are doing a lot better with sizing. But baby, we got hips and all kind of extra things that only we have. There are some clothes that don't fit. So you might have to buy a size bigger and then get it get it tailored in the waist because it doesn't fit your waist, but if it's a hip, right? So they're all kind of things that you're doing that is the answer to a group of people that need you. So don't minimize that. Now, do you have a question? Did I, did I answer you? And I muted your mic. So open yourself back up. Did I answer your question? Yes, you did. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And pay attention, y'all. When people come to you, your, your ideal client is seeing your light. But again, I have to say, those of you that have a service-based business, you have intellectual property. There are things people are asking you. So like, for instance, I'll give you an example. I have a client that has a lipstick applicator line. And when she came to me, referred, she said, oh, you can't help me. I love when people say that because I love a great challenge. I can help anybody, right? You know, even though I told you not to be vague, but here's the thing. If it's my ideal client, I know I can help you because she was my ideal client, okay? So I said to her, you're right. I can't help you with your lipstick applicator line. That's not what I do. I don't do product-based sales. I don't do that. Right. But tell me what do people come to you and want to pick your brain about? And she said, oh, manufacturing. Hello. So yes, we started a whole manufacturing uh, stream of income. And it's more than one program. She has three from that one stream. 
from that one thing, taking her intellectual property and packaging it. I have another client that's a chef. And she too said, you can't help me. And by the way, I knew this chef in high school. Okay, I'm not going to say her name because she's not here this morning. And the reason I'm sharing this with you guys is so many people think that they don't have intellectual property. But I said to the chef who was tired, who loved to cook, but she was like, God, I can't. I don't even have enough time in my day to cook for all the people. Well, do you realize you could teach people how to cook? Do you realize you can have cooking parties? Both those two streams out of about four or more we created. So there are all kinds of ways you can package your brilliance. My gift is that I'm a producer, so I can see it effortlessly. And that's one of the reasons why I invite those of you that are ready for that to come to be the answer. But you've got to be willing to look from a service-based model. If you can't look, just be willing. I got you. Get in the room. I'll help you find it. <laughs> be the answer. Event.com is at the top. But listen, the reason I'm so passionate about it is there are so many people that need you. And you don't have enough time or enough hours in the day or enough energy to be able to serve all the people that need you. But if you could package your way into multiple, package your brilliance rather, into multiple ways that people can be served by you, then you stop leaving transformation behind. So important. So with that said, I want to thank, Betty, you have a question, comment? No, I just appreciate you. I thank you so much. I learned so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. You are just okay. a blessing to me. And mm. I just appreciate that. Yay. Well, to God be the glory. I'm just being in alignment with my assignment. I get passionate about it, y'all, sometimes. And I try to contain it because, listen, I know it's possible for you. I know that there's abundance waiting for each of us. And the abundance that's waiting is all looking for you to get aligned to it. That's it. It's just that simple. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Faith, Purpose, Profit Podcast. Now, I want you to walk away from these episodes with value. So I want you to write down the answers to one of these questions. Number one, what was your greatest takeaway? Number two, what will you do different as a result of what you heard? You may have heard something you've heard before, or you may have learned something new. Either way, don't take the insight that you got for granted. I want you to commit to doing one thing different as a result of what you heard. And then I want you to share it. Share your takeaways in our Facebook group. Go to thebrilliancetribe.com and use the hashtag FPP podcast. Now, the last thing I want to ask you to do, if you got any value out of this episode is to share it with your community. Post it on social media. Tell people to join our conversation by going to fpppodcast.com. Now, until the next time, be extraordinary, be unapologetic, be bodaciously all that God created you to be as you connect your faith with purpose so that as you be the answer you were born to be in this world, God can give you the profit you deserve as a gift for a job well done.